back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcasting. Once again, guys, I am sitting in this podcast studio by myself, and I am going to Zoom app with all the rest of the boys. So uh, we're going to try our best this week to have the atmosphere feel like we're all together. So um, I just want to give everyone a little heads up. We're still Zooming. Um, We're going to do this until... We can get back together. God, I miss these guys. I haven't seen Jay and Mark and Jace in, it feels like three goddamn weeks, man. Probably even longer than that. So, uh, um, like I said, we're going to keep the, the mood of this show positive, upbeat, um, and just, we're going to pull through this, guys. Everything's going to be okay. We're going to get through this, and um, that that's all I really have to say. I want to spread that message. Everyone... Keep your head up. It could be worse. If you could, if you could do something, go out and go out. Get outside. Go help somebody. There are so many people in need right now. Go out and help people. So um, it doesn't have to be fly fishing people that need help. Everyone needs help. Um, go grocery shopping for the little old lady down the road from you. So if you guys can do that, take take ten minutes out of your day. Go help someone. And uh. I'm going to cut this off right now, and I'm going to come back with the boys, and we are going to have a positive, upbeat show with a great fucking guest. Hey, dropping F-bombs in the first three minutes, uh, because it's goddamn Brad Bowen. We're, we're talking to the man, the myth, the legend, and he is coming to speak the truth about uh, helping people. So thank you guys very much, and we will be back ju- just a second. <laughs> Ooh, if I can't trip over my tongue some more. All righty, boys. It's uh, 
it's another good day. Another good day for some podcasting. What is uh, going on, Mr. Mark and Jay? Was that a fellow, boys? <laughs> this is a... It's weird. It's once again staring at a telephone, drinking drink beer with our boys. Yeah, you know, it's, it's almost fitting, though. You can't go through, like, a typical routine until we're all back sitting in there. I know. <laughs> like I said, I uh, I played some music. I played some music before. Uh, we came into Social Distortion, just so you guys know. <laughs> nice. Good and, uh, call. I cracked a beer into the mic, just uh, like old times' sake. Sweet. Yeah, boy. What song? Uh, Ball and Chain. Sweet. Yeah. Like it. So, uh, hey, in these, uh, in these weird, weird, weird times, I found one thing that's made me smile more than anything in the last uh, three weeks. Watching old reruns of Cheers. That's the best show ever made, I think. That's, that's too funny, too, because the guy I work with has been doing the exact same thing. Yeah. and it's so talking about it. It's so weird watching people smoke in bars. <laughs> that's uh, one thing we don't get around here anymore. I am. No, it depends on how big or how you know small the hole in the wall, I guess, is. Yeah. I guess uh in in Pennsylvania it is in Ohio they don't let it at all. In New York they don't let smoking either. So it's uh it's only our state. <laughs> no. It's so, just little redneck bars. So boys, tonight's show brought to us by Fred, Predator Fly Gear. Man, I can't get off of my tongue just stepping all over it. <laughs> Check them out at predatorflygear.com. Eric Hooks. I've been tying a bunch of flies on AirX hooks. Find them at airxhooks.com. Yeti, built for the wild. Hey, if you're going to buy some AirX hooks, get them from queencityguiding.com. Oh, um, all's dwarf oh. genetics. Got a handful of saddles left, handful more coming in soon. Sims Fishing. Find them at simsfishing.com. One third of us are broadcasting. From the Urban Fly Company Studios. Check them out at urbanflycompany.com. And why not fishing? Check out their after dark. Think we got them all, right? I think so, boys. Hey, now that we're done with that, you guys want you guys got together and did some social distancing on the creek. Can I you tell us what happened? I lost sure, a lot of ahead, flies. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. So what? Yeah, we, starting we the day out. Did you a little stocky fishing. You were streamer fishing, correct, Mark? Yeah. And you got there Just before cloudy. Jay. You got there before What's Jay. That? Yeah, I got there about twenty, thirty minutes before Jay and got started. Had a couple bumps when he got there, and it was quiet early. That was probably uh, what four thirty, quarter to five when you got there. You poked yeah. that fish right. Yeah, you poked that one right off the bat. You had the whole indicator rig on. Oh, yeah. I was running the uh, the double nymph rig. Both two two nymphs I've tied, tie, though, in the last couple of weeks. I've been, since I've been in uh, the quarantine of my house, uh, I've been back on the, you know, small small tying game. And, you know, so I wanted to see if my skills, I mean, they are just stockies and they'll eat anything, but. I mean, you know, still test it out a little bit until, you know, you lose it on the bottom, five cast in. But, yeah, first cast, I think I hooked that fish, or second, maybe second cast. 
but yeah, I ran that through, and then I, I switched to the uh, streamer as well. And man, I got one good hit on uh, fly I tied a while back. It was uh, a real weird white uh, fly. It had a, a a lead lead head. It was tied on one of the ninety degree shanks that you made, Chad. Uh, it was basically like a woolly bugger, ninety degree, and then that was like a two number two hook uh, tied to a ninety degree shank that you tied. And uh, man, does it swim good! Uh, little fox fur over the eyes. Did you hook any fish on that? Uh, I had a big hit. Two, it hit three times. I just, I suck. <laughs> I, I just want to know how that uh, that shank's gonna hold up with that the 90 degree bend in it if that'll straighten out or not you know what i mean i can't imagine the size of them fish and they're gonna straighten anything you'll be all right <laughs> maybe if you hook a big pike with that or something it may have a chance but even then i mean i think them things are pretty strong enough for trout that'd be good i mean it, it's 170 pound brake strength so I, I don't know but uh they'll be fine <laughs> i wouldn't worry about them it was probably what about six o'clock or so we started fishing uh it's kind of a little more like fast water with a little pocket fast water picked off a few fish through there got one decent one i mean i don't know it's probably about 13 or so and then uh next rundown we had a that's where you started getting a few hits and all of a sudden for about half hour 45 minutes it lit up pretty good and then that was it shut down we landed a handful yeah, it, was, it, was fun night. Out. it was nice to get out and walk the creek. I mean, it's a pretty creek there, so it's just just to be out on it. I was kind of surprised, though, because we got pounded last weekend with rain. Everything blue was flooded. Tuesday night, I just went for a walk to look at different places and areas, and it was down enough fishing. There was a handful, probably six, eight cars Tuesday night. So by the time we got there, I mean, it was surprising. It was down enough. Everything else is still shot and blown. Even now, a week later, has anyone? Yeah, looked at the water. Look, the water had nice a nice clarity to it. I mean, it wasn't dirty, but it wasn't you know totally clear, gin clear or anything. I bet it's a lot clearer today. I mean, but, you uh, were seeing rocks in two foot, but you weren't you weren't seeing much past that. No. Were those fish fresh fresh put in? Oh, I don't know when they put them in. I haven't paid any attention to it. Do they stock all the delayed harvest at the same time? I, I don't know. That's that's kind of why I was asking. <laughs> uh, you're I right. think, I'm not exactly sure. I know they just I mean, stocked it, down behind Bob's, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, you're good. They, they always used to do that one in January. And then I don't know about the second stock because um, TU did the January one. Okay. Yeah, I know just the stocking this year got really weird. They're uh, stocking everything all at once now. Like, mm-hmm. instead of doing multiple days on a creek, they're putting the same amount of fish into... Ooh, I like that fly. Into it's a roamer. Yes. Or the reaper. Reaper. Yeah. Reaper. The roamer's a smally fly. yesterday. <laughs> Did you throw it? <laughs> yeah. Decent bet. Uh, it was ridiculous. I don't even want to... T- you don't even... Okay. You two get a guess. At the end of the night, I cleaned the boat out, laid all the flies... Take a guess how many flies I threw yesterday. I fished 12 hours. Uh, 15? No, 23. Almost. 
More. 26. 30? Holy shit. <laughs> that's when no. the, that's when having a snap comes in handy. You know how much tippet you or wire you'd go through if you oh. had to tie that many and you times? You know what though? We were like when we were going down the channel and you come up on like a tree or a log, I'd switch flies real quick just so I knew it was hovering above it. If the fly I had would sink down too quick or it kind of get down in. So a lot of them were just quick snap on, fish over top that area with it. Once you got back over, quick snap them back off again. So do you want to get into that little bit of fishing you did yesterday? We can if you want. You want to do that now? Or? Yeah, we got 14 minutes. Yeah, may as well. Um, got to meet up with Scott, who you're going fishing with here in a couple of days too, aren't you? Uh, one day. One day, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, we met up in the morning and tried to find a little bit of muskie. Uh, morning started off quiet. I think it was kind of like that searching time we were kind of going to areas where i figured they might be pushed up into nothing through nothing way off in so started finding kind of markings and good fish and a lot of the pan fish sitting in like seven eight foot sat through there and moved a couple fish early i had one that just it got better on me it was one of them deals where you go into the figure eight you're up high right like high left so i'm turning right and as I'm turning right, it shoots up out from under the boat, turns its head to the right, and eats the fly as it's going. So I'm already turning. Once its mouth hits it, I can't do nothing. So I just like stop rod and like hoping he'll like turn its head down and I set back up in. But no. <laughs> what, what can you do? <laughs> blew that one. Um, worked down through early was definitely the best. We started working down through the through the lake a little bit more. Uh, Scott had a couple fish to the back of the boat. Again, nothing of any decent size. So by, it's like probably moved three, four fish. I might, I might 10 o'clock. And the wind started kicking up. So it was like the sun would come out, it gets super hot, no wind. And then all of a sudden, sun goes away, wind comes up, and it's freezing cold again. And every time you get set up on an area, it starts blowing you around. So we kind of moved, tucked away from it. Scott goes, let's get right in the front of this one area where we had gone in before, had a couple fish in. As soon as we get right into it, puts a little fly on, boom, hooks, lands a fish there. So got one in. Weird part is, is the side of the fish, probably 12 inches apart, are two gashes, three, two and a half, three inches long on the one side of it. Fresh? Meh. Not overly. Could it be like an osprey when it was a smaller fish? Might have been, but they were big. I mean, they're like, soon as you could even see it. In the... Oh, I had a great net job. Breeding, maybe in breeding too. Years past. This one. Try to get the net out of the bottom of the boat. So it's stuck on a couple things. I finally lift the net, and as I'm lifting it to go over the boat, it hangs on a screw. Oh. Which I took care, which I took care of today. So <laughs> I try to go to net the fish like that, pump it right in the top of the head. <laughs> fish, fish takes back off way from the boat. I unhook it, goes to come back in again, clean mess, and he finally like, gets it up, scooped it. Oh, it's a debacle! It's horrible. 
Oh. Ragging me the whole time, which I deserved on that one. It's like Jay Net. Hey Mark, did you uh, go ahead, Chad? I was gonna say it's like Jay Net and Steelhead from the back. Yeah, <laughs> always from the back. Uh, <laughs> did you get your two hander out there being on the lake at all? I or? tried to, and uh, that's all I fished the whole day. But I just single hand threw it. I tried to two hand a little bit more. It's yeah, gonna take some more practice. <laughs> so, but after he. After he landed that fish, we worked our way down in a little bit further. And I had one come right into the figure eight. Looked like it was going to eat. Came in hot, made a few turns, two, three turns with it, and then just fell off. Threw right back out, came right back in again, went right back into the figure eight. Same thing. Just never did eat. But all in all, we moved six fish. And so you were you guys caught that fish? We always say that that looks like a really great spot, and that I've never moved a fish from there. Had you, you guys... know what the funny part is? Neither of us have, and all the times we went there, every time I've went there with Scott, that's where I landed that one at oh. on the uh, redhead with the white yeah. body. Yeah, the, landed right in the mouth of that. The standard pike fly. Yep, so, right in that spot. And then we the uh, little one was down in there. We've landed three, four fish in there now. So, you know how we were talking about small flies for that place? Mm-hmm. Is that what you moved fish on yesterday, or did you move them on anything big? Nothing big. All small. The one landed and all are out is probably a four-inch fly. Really? <laughs> yep. Yep, moved a couple on single Bufords, and uh, Scott had one on a decent-sized fly. It's probably like a 12-inch fly. Everything else all came on now. Five to eight-inch stuff. Yeah, yep. that, that's small flies in the musky world. And you know what? There's probably, I don't know, 10 or 12 dead bluegill that we saw. Every one, five to eight inch range. Right in that prime. Yeah. And what about bass? Have you ever seen any bass in there? Um, I have not, but I've heard there are some monster smallmouth in there. Is there? That's what I've seen going in there yet. That's what I've heard. Hmm. They've had, or they do have bass tournaments on that lake. Well, I so. blew my transducer off yesterday. Awesome. That was nice. Yeah. Yep. Smashed it on a rock, and it was dangling down in the back of the boat. <laughs> Got that fixed today. I bet it gave you a bunch of good readings. No, yeah, no, that was in the back shut off. <laughs> I did replace all the tape, everything on there too. Got that all taken care of today. Look at you, man. Yeah, she sticks back up, ready to roll. You're Su- I'm going to go out another day this week. You're Susie Boatmaker. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going to get done at 3 o'clock now for work. May as well utilize the evening. You can go fish day near anywhere and still get a good three and a half, four hours in. Yeah. So you had also said you had a little run-in yesterday, too. Yeah, I got stopped by the warden. And he came up, and I was like, he was like, got close. Because I know, like, we've been had a couple from a distance. And I go, you, where do you want me at? He's like, here. Okay. So he's like, here, this is a good spot. It's deep. He goes, come in close. They can hold you here so you're good to get pushed off. So he went in. He's like, just check the stuff. License, registration. I was like, what's going on? He's like, well, the reason I pulled you over, I didn't see your life jackets. But we have the snap-all ones that go around our waist. So after that, I mean, it was he was fine after that. There Chatted you. for a minute. And I was like, you see many of these? He's like, quite frankly, no. He goes, 90% of the people I stop in the situation don't have one on at all. 
So he goes, no, he goes, it's kind of nice to see you actually had one on. And this time of year, every boat needs it. So at least. Yeah. And mine needs it all year round. Just 14. Even on that lake? Yeah. Is that Army Corps? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's PA. That's not Army. Okay. Yeah. So Army Corps yeah. 16 and above don't have to wear it, but is PA good? PA is good, yeah. So you're good? To... Okay. Yeah. I mean, I always have it on. You never even know it's there. Exactly. The the ones you guys have are so uh, low profile and uh, they just, they're just comfortable. And why not, yeah, why not have them there. on? Nope. I've been looking into trying to get a, a kid's one like that for Riley. And I've also been looking, trying to get into finding a pair of like children's waders sometime. But I, like the ones on Sims, they're, they're just not quite small enough. I don't think they sell them just small enough yet. And I don't know if I just find like a nice pair of hip waders or something or whatever. But I don't know if anybody has any suggestions. Let me know. Find someone who bought them and buy them used because she'll grow out of them in half a season. I, I, I understand that too. That's well, that's yeah. why I like to buy me maybe even like a, a size big. <laughs> yeah. So, so they're uncomfortable now, but she'll grow into them. Yeah. By the time they have six holes, she'll, she'll have grown into them. Right. <laughs> Only if they be oh. my waiters. <laughs> mine are leaking bad. So are mine. Oh, not looking forward it's to tomorrow. Well, at least it's that time of year where, you know, it's, you're not going to freeze your, you know, what your your uh, private parts off if you're not, you know, if you're a little bit wet. Oh, Jay, this show's wide open. I said the F word in the first three minutes, so. Oh, you know, <laughs> I haven't had enough lubrication yet. I told these guys I miss I miss my fucking boys. So I said sorry for the first three minutes, but have to do it. <laughs> oh, I know. Nah, do what we got to do. This is weird, though. It Stinks. is. I, uh, Ready to be. It's it's hard to carry the conversations on when we're not sitting beside each other. It is. It's so weird, and uh, I miss uh throwing bets down with my wife four o'clock every Sunday. Who's gonna be the first ones to be here before our, our money hits the table? The burns is pulling. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh man. So I went over the pond this afternoon. I was looking for a. Uh, a couple bluegill or something, or mainly looking for carp. And I had a bluegill eat a carp fly, so that was pretty cool. First fish I caught out of there nice. this year. Very cool. Oh, one more thing. So I noticed in the uh, since the pandemic's been going on, one of the top money making ventures has been cam girls. <laughs> so I tried to cash in on that a little bit. Take a nude po- nude fly tying photo, put it up on her Instagram. <laughs> you know, I I got normal amount of likes, a lot more conversation going. Freaking, I put a picture of Brad Bone up the next day, blew it out of the water. <laughs> and he, he was fully clothed. He had winter like a winter hat on. For Christ's sakes. <laughs> so I I told my wife I said I wanted to get a nude picture of sitting in Jay's podcast chair. But uh, she wouldn't come over here and do it. 
I, I doubt she thought that you were actually going to, you know, go along with that and do it. She had no idea that I'd actually go along and post it. <laughs> Speaking of that, that, that's one thing I wanted to talk about. Um, we got a couple minutes before we have to get going. Uh, I want to have an SVS karaoke contest. Just everyone do a minute clip on Instagram and uh, just sing a karaoke song. And, you know, we don't have anything to give away. We're not making money right now this time. Neither is anyone else. But we do have, we have a good time to give away. So I think the winner should get to call into the show and karaoke their song live on the show. Um, I'm going to put the rules and regs up on the SVS Fishing Instagram page tomorrow. And I might actually karaoke a song. So, uh, if anyone... It better be Cherry Pie. God damn it, Jay. Don't don't blow my cover. <laughs> better be. What else would it be? That's the only, <laughs> that's the only song I know the words to. <laughs> so, um, I think tomorrow we're going to kick it off. And then the fir- we'll end the contest the first show we can come back together. The first show we get back together, we'll end the contest. We'll pick a, a winner that night, and then the next week we'll have that person call in and sing the song if they'd like to. And if not, we're going to publicly shame them. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Alrighty, guys. Hey, I think we should go and take a break. Um, maybe have a little virtual gentleman's break and then get a hold of Mr. Bowen. Sound good, guys? Thumbs up. All righty. And we are back with Brad Bowen from Musky Country Outfitters. What is going on, brother man? How you doing? Hey, it's been too long, too many moons, right? Good, good to, well, I can see some of you guys and y'all. Good. I'm doing well. Well, as can be expected. Thanks for having me back on the show. You know, man. Hey, we have a face for radio collectively. That's why we don't normally do this. <laughs> hey. Right. Well, you know, what what is it like? You better be handy. You're not handy. That's right. <laughs> so hey, I'm Bre- sure you're handy, handy as fuck, right? Handy as fuck. We are. <laughs> and speaking of handy, this uh, this outbreak has led to hands getting used a lot more lately. Right. We were talking about that earlier. That's funny. <laughs> like, so- I think. Every day, every day, it's like the, the collective universe, okay, the, the human species is setting a, a world record for masturbation on a daily basis. Like, never before has there been more jerking off in the entire history of human than there is right now. <laughs> I know. Never before have people not been working and Pornhub's been accessible. It's just, you gotta, you gotta know there's some kind of meter out there and things just like 7,000 RPM, just... Just blasting. Just blasting. That'd be JPM. JPM. Jerks per minute. Jerks per minute. <laughs> There's only so many badgerings your wife can take, right? There's oh man. Like I'm I'm like what am I? I'm 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 isolated. I'm isolated. I'm all I got is my memories at this point, so there's not even any there's no I don't even have a poontang horizon at the moment. <laughs> That's what we call the spank bank. Exactly. Exactly. Ah, well, you know, you realize there's a lot more important things at times, and uh, I, I would have kicked my own ass for saying that 
as a young man. But I got, uh, I, I tell you, my priorities in life right now, um, it's day to day. I think everybody is in a day to day mode and you just, I'm, I'm watching the sun go down here right now. It's still light outside. There'll be some deer in the yard. I'm sure while we're talking, I'll keep you updated on that. But I, you know, sunrise, sunset, namaste, you know, you just have to be thankful for breath that we breathe at this moment. That's a lot of times though, I can tell you that guys, that's what my life is as a muskie guy. So this is nothing new for me. So you using up a lot of the free time tying right now? Uh, April's my tie-in month, so I've been on material, material, you know. So yeah, I'm starting to tie now. I that's my general pattern is I'll I'll uh, January, February, March I'll I'll be prepping materials and keeping the light. That pays the bills a little bit, you know. Um, so that, and honest to God, I'm I'm fortunate that I've been sort of doing extra work right now because it's like guiding is going to evaporate for me for a while for everybody i don't even know if i'll have a season this year so i gotta really tighten the belt up and find other ways to uh, you know keep the hustle going so nice are you gonna dig into the stash and sell more bucktails if the the guiding dries up got to gotta do that i might have to sell a boat or two even you know <laughs> Uh, whatever. Yeah. He did that. I got five boats, but so I can spare a couple. Anybody, anybody need a boat? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We always need them. (laughs) Right. Uh, well, we're all this together, like be generous really. So I, my, yeah, I got, you know, I got, I I live by mottos and, uh, so yeah, right now be generous. We got to be generous with our feelings, our souls, our hearts, you know, whatever our, volunteerism friendship just time to be generous rise up and become your best your best self man assume the best version of yourself we can all do that we can all do that obviously we're going to get through this you know it's just right now it's time to time to you know draw on your musty fishing just stay focused stay in the moment make your best cast don't lose sight of the prize do you do you have any open fishing right now? Red horse suckers are open. You can catch red horse from the river right here. The local guys up here they call them mock salmon. There's like a run they run up into the shoals. And I got a big shoal about a quarter mile up river here for me, and they'll they'll be stacked across that here pretty soon. Like like they look like salmon. I mean, you can see them out there. You can smell them. Bears come down to the river. Pretty cool. They're good eating, actually. The red horse suckers are really good fish. You gotta, you know, pickle them or smoke them, but they're they're wonderful. What uh, what's the common way to catch those? Jeez, you know, probably a gob of worms and you know, like some bottom fishing kind of stuff. I don't know. I'll have to dig into it. I'm gonna do some of that. I'm I got my minnow traps. I dug out my minnow traps. I'm gonna trap some minnows and uh. Start. I'm gonna. I, I don't. You know, like I, I can. I can survive. You know, country man, rifle, four-wheel drive boy. I, not that I'm a country boy by upbringing, but I'm definitely evolved into being a country boy in my, you know, my life. So I. I mean, I live 25 miles from a village. So anytime you need to go buy a case of beer or something, you gotta drive 25 miles. Yeah, one way. Mm-hmm. I got a car I can walk to. 
that's about a quarter, a half mile away, you know, they're uh, a big bear. I can, I can walk to the big bear, but that's, you know, I don't go, I don't go out much. Let's just put it that way. I don't go, especially now. I'm, I'm sure walking home is way more important than walking there. Oh yeah. Except <laughs> you got to watch it though. You know, on the way home, if you're, it gets dark, you, you can lose your way in this. It, it'll be, it's, it, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, night when there's no stars out, you can't see your hand in front of your face out here. You walk off into the wrong sunset. <laughs> so, hey, Brad, if you guys do get a, a guiding season going on this year, how many guide years is this for you? Or will this be for you? 21, man. So I can buy my uh, my career a drink. There you go. Hey, let's toast to your, your guide career. Let's do that. Yep, here it is. Hey. Yep, twenty first year of pulling a pulling a pro pro license in Wisconsin. I I was thirty, man. When I was a kid, it was like everybody wanted to be a guide. It was kind of a thing, you know. I'll be Yinling. Ooh, I miss that Yinling. That's good stuff. Yeah, man. It's the nectars of Pennsylvania. It's excellent. Is that a lager? Is that yeah. They got quite a few kinds, but yeah, that one's their main one's a lager. I like lager. I'm a lager guy myself. So absolutely. Twenty one though, twenty one. Like uh twenty one seasons. Still got still got a passion for it, you know. I, I I came off a year I was really I didn't have like the most productive year last year that I've ever had. Uh, statistically speaking, but I really had a lot of joy. I, I really liked it, and it it, re, it kind of reinvigorated me. Um, maybe you know, you know, you have experiences, but I, I I had a really really grand year last year as my 20th season closed out, and I I just look forward to it. You know, what whatever happens this season or beyond, you know, you can never take things for granted that are good in your life. You have to really appreciate them and cling to them and uh, it's like a fire, you know, you have to really tend to it. And I've learned to tend to my career and, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm blessed at what I get to do. I realize that. So do you notice you having to do things differently now than you did 21 years ago? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, on many levels, you know, fishing's changed. I've changed, you know? My, my motivations changed um, the way that I approached a day on the river or a season is, uh, you know, it, it, you evolve, you learn, you live, you live and you learn. I'm probably more efficient now at what I do. Uh, like for me, it's like I still am, I'm still playful enough where I don't, I'm not really completely set in my ways and I still change things. I still listen to people still explore i i'm considering moving again but i don't know this is such a great it's my sixth i sixth year here on the river you know it's like i tend to move about every four or five years my that's what i have been doing but um i i kind of feel an itch i feel a little bit of wanderlust right now i like to get out and you know expand my horizons well there's still a bunch of territory not too far from here that i i, I don't know much about it good fishing so how big is your home range for for guiding like yeah um, i mean i can guide I, I have enough chops i can guide 
a big territory, probably the whole, almost the whole northern half of the state I'd feel comfortable in. But I tend to have about a 50-mile radius right now. I mean, if I got to drive more than an hour, uh, I don't, I mean, I may, you know, then I'm, things are, something's off. I mean, there's so much water within a half hour of where I'm at. I mean, I don't have to go anywhere, honestly. I don't have to go anywhere. I got the musky lab on a pair of lakes down the road and I'm on the North Fork of the Flambeau right here. And I mean, I don't have to go anywhere, but I do, I do put some miles on and, um, there's just so much out here. There's just so much out here. Uh, when you fly over where I'm at in Wisconsin, it's more, there's more water than there is. Land. So it's, it's intriguing. It's pretty cool. So, you know, with all the experience and everything, are you a guy who's just out there looking for the next fish? Or are you always looking for, you know, do you always monster hunt for yourself when you're fishing? Oh, no, it's, it depends. You know, that was, it's, it's, there's so much, I've gotten over monster hunting. They, they hunt you. Yeah, they hunt you. I mean, you got, okay. So you, it's, it's like, where do you kill a big buck or where do you go, you know, find the hot chicks? You go where they're at, you know, you go, you go where they're at. Same with big fish. You, you know, there's, I got to, I got to, I got to tell you, I got an addiction of that still, but I, I don't, it doesn't, I don't dwell on that. I still like to catch another world record. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. You know, it, it's like being heavyweight champion of the world, you know, and you know what it feels like to be the champ and you get, you know, you're going to get dethroned. Right? I mean, it's probably like Ali or, or, uh, Larry Holmes or whoever, you know, George Foreman, they always wanted to have a comeback. Wear that belt one more time. Feel It feels damn good. I can tell you that. It feels damn good. So, uh, yeah, I still I still go hunt big fish around. There's I think there's only a few places that in the whole scheme of things, I think there's only a handful of places that you can you can realistically do it. Uh, so, and I tend to, you know, I, I do that. But as far as, like, day-to-day, you're asking me, it's changed for me in 20 years too. I, I go out to just one fish day. I go, I'm happy with one fish a day, no matter what it is. I just go for a really good catch now. And the, the quality, whatever the fit, but the quality of the catch is more interesting to me than what I actually end up catching. That makes sense. It does. No, it's for sure. For sure. And when you're looking, are you looking for a fish to eat away? I know there's no uh, determining what happens. But for someone, would you like have to have a fish come to the side of the boat and make their knees shake, or do you want to eat far away as a guide and and hope they get a better hook set because their their mind's not into it? You know what I mean? Oh, you know. So guiding wise, that's a different story. I was kind yeah. of talking about my own, but like I go out, you know. So I'm a different. I'm a. I got two hats. You know, like I when I'm when I'm fishing for myself, it's one thing. When, when I'm hired, when I'm on the clock, right, I'm an assassin, dude. <laughs> like, no holds barred. I'm I'm going for blood. I want 10 fish. I want 20 eats. You know, like, this is what people pay me for. And I get top dollar. I'm top dollar guy. And, and I'm happy, like, you know, like, I go in. When I go into the saloon, everybody goes, oh, that's Bowen, you know. That, it's like being the fastest gun in the West. And to be honest with you, yeah, I know it's bravado and shit like that, but you got to be that way to get up in the morning 
when you are a musky fly fishing guy, and when, especially when you're like Absolutely. charging money like I do to get skunked. To probably go get skunk. Let's put it that way. I, I will sit and give the talk at breakfast a lot of times. I cook breakfast. You know, you got to you gotta hustle when you're doing this. So I make a crazy good breakfast, generally speaking. And we, what if, a couple clients or I got a couple boats or, you know, even four or five boats, whatever. We're going to, I'm cooking breakfast. I'm going to control it from the beginning of the day and I'm going to control everything till, till we're off the water. And I set you up for success. And I do that based on 21 years of experience and what it takes. And I, trust me, I have went, you know, and I re reinvented every year. I, I explore all the bolts and nuts and I put it back together better every year. And so when I go out and it depends on who, who I got, you know, like I, I've learned to learn a lot about my clients. Now I will get people that I don't know much about and uh, it's okay, but I, I get up and I want to puke when I have that kind of scenario. Cause I don't know what to expect. Like I like people that I know, you know, return clients are the greatest ones because you, you got a feel for them. Um, I still like taking new clients out and learning, learning about them. I mean, you know, guiding, it's so much more than just getting person on a fish and there's so much that goes into it when you do it well, the experience of it. And you know, you try to manage people's expectations and their hopes and their dreams and, you know, create memory, you know, you get to create memories, lifelong memories. There's a lot of like emotion that goes into a musky hunt and a catch or a not catch. And um, this is what keeps me absolutely glued to this and why I love to do it. Uh, but yeah, like, as far as getting an eat, they're all, you know, <laughs> I, you know, when I'm in that rower seat and I got a couple of people in my boat, like the, the, the very, the, there's so many variables. There's absolutely so many variables. There's, you know, there's, there's the skill of the anglers involved. There's the conditions of the day, the, the stamina that people have, their willpower. I mean, there's so many things that go into it. There's just like in, in the, every little every little facet of it gets tested for success, you know, to, to actually put a muskie on a fly in the boat wild, you know, these are wild muskies. They're, we don't, they're not penned up. We got to go out and hunt them here. Um, and you will, your, your weakest link is going to get exposed every day. And you never know as a guy, you never know where that's at. And it, but, and I am a control freak. So I'm going to control most of the variables. Like I was saying, breakfast might be the highlight of the day. You better have a damn good breakfast. That's all I can say. <laughs> now, are, are you still dealing with a lot of unexperienced musky fishermen, or is the majority of your clients now all, you know, know well, what they're doing? You know, re, uh, like I've cultivated a culture of good musky fishermen, but I still roll the dice. I, I will still, I keep openings in my schedule. I don't like to be booked out. I used to like book out, like I would book myself out and, you know, like, this is like five or six years ago for me. Now I've learned to keep an open schedule. I like getting people kind of last minute sometimes. And I've learned that it keeps me fresh and it keeps me focused. And I do enjoy the return clients and the, you know, like, but I, I've realized, you know what? I have turnover. Like my clients, they get married or, you know, the kids get married. Sometimes life changes. A lot of guys, you know, come back year after year after year, but I, I've learned to kind of keep this, this flexible openness and I don't like being locked down. I I'm a, you know, I'm a flake. I'm a flake. I don't, I don't like to commit to shit. And, uh, like to get me cornered is like, you don't want to have me cornered. I'm not, 
I don't like being cornered and I don't, people don't like who I am when I'm cornered. So I like to have some open, open options and flexibility throughout my season. Like last year, I, I didn't guide one day in August. I took the whole month of August off for the first time. And I had the greatest, that was, I learned so much about not guiding that added to my guiding. I think that gave me extra energy through the fall. I was a better guide. I was less crusty. And uh, I got to play around a bit and not paint my musky lab and do things that like I got back into kind of like enjoying where I live and, and being a, tu- a tourist again and some shit like that. So, yeah, I mean, every, every year is a learning experience for me. Every year, for real. And you, um, sometimes you, you throw up specials. Like you, um, you have a, a package that you're using to fund your way back to the Ukraine. Uh, is that something you, you do often or do you get like a certain what? clientele that comes from that? Cause I, I only saw the advertised in one place. Oh yeah. And they get grabbed up. I mean, you know, it's interesting cause it, I, I don't have a trust fund. I don't have a corporate wife that brings home a paycheck where I'm different is that it's like, I'm like, I am a wild critter. You know what? I, I don't get house fed. I don't hunt and I don't kill. I don't eat. All right. And so that's a different critter. And then so I've gotten pretty savvy over the years. I know how to dole out what I need to dole out to make my nut. And then, you know, the like, so I'll play around. I got clients that I, I can, I can give a trip of a lifetime to people. I mean, that, I'm very confident in saying no matter what time of year, people will be like, well, what is the best time to come in to Muskie country to do what is my first, you know, retort. What do you want to do? You know, let's figure out what you want to do and I'll tell you what it is. But you know, any, any day I just tell people, well, when you have time to get away, if you got, depends on what you, you know, you want to accomplish, what do you want to accomplish? Do you want to catch a fish? You want to see one? You want to, go for trophy you want to try to catch a bunch of different species do you want well, what do you want to do what do you want to do because i i've learned you know now i house people i've got the whole experience it is but i there's a lot of really good guides up here and around now that that are very talented and, and they can they can do do some of the same things but i don't think anybody has the same full-on full meal deal experience i mean like come and you know so those packages that you're asking about that i i will sell that's like you know four and five day the whole thing is from the time they arrive at the airport to the time you know that they're getting back to the airport i i manage it for them whatever they want whatever they want you know like we'll call in the you know we'll call in the rockets if we have to. <laughs> i want that trip oh we'll <laughs> talk then Everything's negotiable. Everything. I'm a pimp. <laughs> so, pimping ain't easy, boys. Pimping ain't easy. But it sure is fun. Right. So, hey. Yeah, that's, that's, since the last time we talked, how has the guide community up there grown? How have, have there been a lot more people stepping or dipping their toes in? And, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This, you know, this, this sport continues to grow and there's, like new new guys showing up every year. There's a few more happening now. It still isn't what I would say. It's not crowded, but like we've gotten to a point now where I notice a difference. The fit, you know, and and I've talked. We talked. Uh, I talked to the other guys about their experience. You know, 
things have changed. You know, these fish adapt to the pressure. They're they're tougher. You know, this is why the this is why we obsess over flies and things. You know, like they get kind of cagey. You used to be able to. Oh man, it, you I'm, we're working a lot harder now for to get to get the eats. You know, and even getting the, the just the fish to show up. Sometimes it just depends on the the situation. Last year I struggled. I struggled. I got my ass kicked around a lot. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm on a beautiful river here. Flambeau system was difficult last year. It was a difficult year to, you know, it was, we really had to work for him. Um, my buddy Dan Boggs over on the Wisconsin, he had, a, he had a career season. He was just crushing it over there, making it look easy. And, you know, that's 150 miles the other way, different, whole different watershed. But, uh, you know, you, you live and you learn, you know, you know, just, you, you learn to take, you learn to take your lumps and do it proudly. I mean, I, this is what keeps me going. Like every season, you never know you have your career season. And do you find it the more people that are adding, are you finding a turmoil or anything at the boat launches? Is it like a, like Montana trout guides? Like you have to race, race to the Not boat really. launch? Or? I wouldn't say that. I mean, there's little, you know, we talk, you and I talk about this, like the devil's in the other boat. Let's just, you know, the devil's in the other boat. There's a, I, I had a, I, you know, I had a minister when I was a kid that I used to fish with him. Like, wasn't my, for my church, but there's a guy in town that was uh, into, into, you know, man of the cloth that was into fishing. Well, we'd go fishing and he'd be like, Brad, I'm, you got to remember today, I'm just a fisherman with you. And we'd, another guy you know another boat out there and he'd be like what are them damn bastards doing you know <laughs> are you kidding me pastor you can't he's like, hey the devil's in the other boat so they're you know we're we're, we're tribes of head, head hunters but we got to be civil with each other now and i just say hey, get rid of like there, there's these little drama and fiefdoms and you know i'm prone to that who's just thinking i own water you don't know one owns water i mean there's respect there's like Nowadays, like my problem with some of the younger guys, they just they'll kind of suck off of you, and then and, and, you know you end up seeing them instead of them carving out. You know, you kind of kick them out of the nest and hope they go find their own territory. Well, yeah, they're chiseling on your water and stuff that you've been gracious enough to, to show them. Uh, that's a whole thing, man. We could have a whole episode on what is etiquette. What is like when you take a buddy, when you take a buddy fishing. Is it okay for him to come back? Eh, if he has, if he asks you, yeah, come back by yourself. You never show any, you never show anybody else. I mean, as long as he doesn't have another buddy, that's yeah. that's the problem. As long as he doesn't have a buddy, my, that's where my, steps align. All of my fishing part, personal fishing partners, are social misfits and, and outcasts, and they got no <laughs> friends. Yeah, my fishing buddies got no other friends. That's that, I pick them that way. Hey, the three but, guys, the three guys on this call that aren't you, Brad, are my fishing buddies. Right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got to think through. I mean, it's a different world now. It's a different world. When I was growing up, there was a lot of different standards. You didn't do. You didn't do. You never burned somebody's spot because they'd let the air out of your tires, or they'd take your tires. They'd they'd set you on a set of blocks and take your tires from you. If you didn't get the message in, I knew a guy that used to use a hypodermic needle and skunk piss and he'd get it into the into your car on a hot day and he'd skunk piss your car up man i mean if you, if you were 
I don't care. I'm not kidding you. I've heard all kinds of moves. And I don't, that's just, that ain't right. That ain't right. But that's, it's, it goes down up here. And especially over in upper Michigan, those guys are, those guys. And that's Brook Trout, man. Those Brook Trout guys will cut your throat. They'll cut your throat over a spot. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Brad. Hey, we're we're running out of time on this uh on this meeting. Um, I I don't want you to answer right now, but I want to when we come back, I want you to think about the progression and the ad- evolution of your flies and the materials that you use. And I kind of want to talk about that when we come back from the break. Sounds good. Yeah, I want to hear about those big the the long locks, man. I want to hear about the locks and those brown trout. <laughs> The lettuce and the flow. All right. Yeah. The oh, pre- man. Pre- I mean, 21 years ago, you could tie one of those things on and, and, and threw it out for a muskie. Some of the yeah, there was a whole, I had a whole, I had a whole, I mean, I, muskie came, muskie came into, way into my fishing career. So yeah, we'll talk, we can talk that. All right. We'll see you guys in a little bit. All right. We'll be right back, guys. What do, do I? Hey, and we're back. That break has been brought to us by muskiecountryoutfitters.com. Brad, what's happening, man? Thank you, uh for uh, the time again, man. Hey, back, back. To, back to Jay's question. What about them golden locks and uh, those big browns? Oh, yeah, for the salad, back with the hockey hair days. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's how you – I was a I was a crazy trout stalker before, you know, before I really developed into the musky fly fishing thing. I was I had a – I was a trout wizard, and uh, I like streamer fishing, you know. My illegitimate uh, father, Kelly Gallup, was my – you know, he was Kelly, Kelly and – Bob Lindsman, they, they wrote that Modern Streamer for Trophy Trout Pack. You know, that was a wonderful book. And uh, that was what I loved to do. I loved to fish brown trout, um, you know, marginal rivers and streamers and, you know, just live for the grab. And that that basically evolved into where I am today, you know, like through, through, my, through my trout fishing. That was uh, – and I still loved it. You know, I still love – I still love trout fishing. I don't do a lot, but I'm getting back, you know, full circle. I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself more permission and more time now to pursue my own things. And, uh, yeah, maybe, I don't know if I'm going to grow the flow back though. That was, that was, that was a fun time though. It kept the mosquitoes off your neck. I, I was just showing the boys, uh, off, off mic that, uh, I have a mohawk. He, nice. He's going to show Brad now. <laughs> no. My boy what? and I, so my boy and I got matching mohawks. You're doing naked shit too. Are you you gonna strip for me? Well, if you ask nice, I will. Right, right, yeah, yeah. There's like nudity going on and stuff like that. <laughs> Chad, Chad's been going nuts in quarantine. Yes, he there has been go. known to be naked here, and there. I heard that. <laughs> you know, get all crazy. I'm keeping my clothes on right now, but. <laughs> I'm not quite. I'm not ready for. I'm not ready for bikini season quite yet. Oh, neither am I, man. I did 50 push-ups today during a Slipknot song, but uh, other than that, you, I just tried looking, gears. Dead sexy, right? God dead damn sexy. right. I go with that. <laughs> keep it. Keep it above the waist. I mean, I, I'm gonna use my imagination. Okay. Yeah. Brad, right. you should. You should see when Chad tries to wear a large <laughs> shirt. He still tries to wear the large shirts we wore when we were like in high school and right after high school, you know, and they about ride up and show his lower belly, his uh, nice tire. Oh, it's, it's, it's amusing. Yeah, he's got a baby elephant in there. You guys are, you guys are his friends. What, what does that say? 
Eh, you know, I've known him since we were real, real young, so I have no choice. Right. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you it's like those things you were saying, your, your closest friends are your closest friends. I think it's pretty cool. No, this is like, you know, I, I really applaud your uh, podcast. It's cool that you guys do this, and part of that is just the camaraderie. That's what, you know, that's what doing fishing stuff and chumming around together does. It creates this unit, you know, and I think as a whole, that's that's really, right now, in, in this time, this place that we're, we find ourselves as a society, you know, th- it's important to have these connections in these groups. And I'm really, you know, I'm happy and honored to be here. I'm glad you guys had me back. Thank you very much for that. And speaking of, speaking of the different groups and different musky clans and everything, it seems like there's a bunch of different segments of musky tribes around the country, but there's there's one place where everyone seems to get together. And that's that, that musky on the fly Facebook page that you uh you're a part of. Yeah, that thing's really come come around nice. I mean, we're almost I we're probably going to hit 6,000 members right now. Very active page and it's been one that's been it's been administered really well you know i give a shout out to the guys that helped me they really run that page and a lot um and it is a place there isn't a lot of bickering and snickering and you know the usual douchebaggery that happens that over the these you know little places and uh all i can say is that just it speaks volumes for the kind of people that do get involved in this and and the fact that it is a gr- it's still a growing facet of this you know sport and it's a wonderful movement and I'm seeing a lot of female anglers coming into it which is a big thing for me like the last few years now I mean I've started we had a, we had our first women's only musky camp last year first one I've ever I think that's ever been pulled off is all women wonderful deal and I love it I love it and I'm getting a lot more lady anglers um, you know that's one of the things I think you know Facebook and Instagram has helped to create that awareness and give you know empower people to get out and do this, discover their own place in, in the sport wherever it is. But uh, the musky one's a tight knit group, and we're starting to pull some of these really great anglers from Europe into our ranks. These Esox wizards from you know the Pike guys over in Europe are, are they're 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 deadly. They're wicked wicked guys. Lots of knowledge and. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, the cross pollinating and that kind of a community—that's that's what that's that's where the real, you know, that's where the excitement and the adventure of this sport really happens. So I'm I'm thrilled that you know that to be a part of that. It's cool. It's really cool. Speaking from across the pond, um, I'm just gonna say Martin Smith. He sent us a couple flies. God, they don't have musky over in uh, I think he's Ireland, but yeah. those. The pike flies that he ties, I will throw those at any muskie. Yep. Oh, yeah, there absolutely. it is. Those guys, Mark's holding it up right now. Those guys have, uh, they're, they're very sophisticated, and they, you know, they interpret things a little differently. Like they, you know, they use different approaches. Uh, yeah, I, you know, Ireland, the Netherlands, it, Italy's got some wicked pike fishing, actually. Um, you go all over that, that neck of the woods, up into the Baltic states and the, you know, some of that brackish pike fiction out there off of Finland and, and those archipelagos in that area. Oh, my God. I mean, it's just endless, the possibilities. And, you know, they get big, they get big pike order. They get a lot bigger quality pike than North Americans do unless you're up, like, you know, in the, in the Yukon Delta or these, you know, flying spots. But 
yeah, it's it's pretty. It's they have a great community. So that yeah, man, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad to see that that's you know having some crossover. Have you noticed, even though they have like the bigger, bulky flies, how almost like the pike flies of you know overseas have more of a swimming, jigging up and down action, where a lot of the musky flies that we have were shooting for that glide bait slide to side. I mean, even yeah. though, yeah, you have the river pig and other stuff, but majority of what we do is looking for that glide bait style in a muskie work. It almost seems like them bigger pike might eat differently there, too. A lot of those guys are fishing, like, in, you know, canals and kind of slower water, and they got to have that kind of keeping it down in the strike zone. You know, I, the more I watch, those guys are fishing out of little kick boats a lot, too. Just different, you know, kind of creeping things along and, I, I'm still learning. I'm having time to kind of research YouTube and watch some of that. But you know, it does vary. It varies definitely. Nicholas Bauer, you know, you know Nicholas Bauer. He's been putting out some stellar stuff where they're they're going up. I don't know where they go, but they're taking these canoes up through these rivers and these lake systems and fishing topwater pike. And, and you know, it looks like musky country. It looks like musky country water. I mean, I'm just like absolutely titillated by it. Except this surround, you know, it's mountains and just out in the middle of nowhere and these wild pike everywhere. And, you know, there, there's a lot of really cool stuff out there, guys. There really is. And I hope that in the future that uh, we get some free and open travel back in our lives, you know, like it's, it's right now it's interesting. You know? I have a daughter in Ukraine and my little, I have a five-year-old daughter in Ukraine. And, uh, yeah. You know, like I'm freaking out cause I don't know the next time I'm going to actually go travel and see her. I've, I've always sort of, you know, been custom that I can can get get a plane ticket and get over there, but right now it's like, uh oh, uh -oh. <coughs> you have to appreciate things for what they are right now. Yeah, man, yeah. that's hard, and that that's super hard having long distance family to to worry about, but not be able to go actually touch and wrap your arms around them and give them a hug. Oh yeah, it's a challenge. You know, I put myself in that boat, but um, it, it works for us as a family. You know, it it has been. And, I'm thankful for yeah we facetime and all that i mean it's, staying in contact you know is amazing that way but yeah i miss the physical day-to-day -day stuff and uh not feeling like you know i tend to be a control freak i've admitted that but uh, i've had it's been a challenge for me to be able to give up control over some of that stuff and and, and realize what it is i mean i i have a desire to be around her more I'm, my career is morphing into you know where I'm going to be doing more teaching and, and coaching and um, like the stuff that I'm starting to experiment with now, you can see on the, you know, the live broadcasting and just getting more into something that I can do. I spent five weeks over in Ukraine, as a matter of fact, recently, and I got to, you know, stick in that society more. You know, I've been going over there for five years now and I've seen how that, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're evolving more into a, maybe a Western European type of a, society and economy they're still trying to do that but it's still it's still old school still orthodox you know eastern europe former soviet state uh there's a lot of different things going on over there but i enjoyed it and um you know wanting to be next to my near my daughter definitely motivates me and i the puzzle for me it's a puzzle you know i don't ever see having to give up being a guide in, in, in Wisconsin. I don't know how I would ever separate myself from that, but like in the off season, I'm going to try to spend more and more time around my little girl. And I, I've got to be savvy and evolve and try to figure out how I can use technology to continue to further my career. Have you ever thought about on your off, 
off time, opening a bed and breakfast over there. It seems like you do everything at Muskie Country Outfitters that would justify being a bed and breakfast. You cook breakfast, you cook dinner, you know, and you're a great host. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's that definitely there's opportunities over there for, uh, you know, Westerners. Americans are very welcomed in, in Ukraine. They they're wonderful people um, and they enjoy where I tend to spend my time. It's, you know, it's like I've been to Kiev and I spent time in Kiev, very cosmopolitan, international city. You see a lot more diversity there. And I'm out. Uh, it's a big city that they live in. It's called Kharkov. And it, it's big it's two million people it's a metropolis and but we're very old school you get fewer western travelers there but they're seeing more and more interest now and who knows what's going to happen I've, I've i'm learning more and more i'm drawn to uh they have a wonderful area in ukraine right on the border of romania it's where the danube the you know the danube river meets the, the black sea there's a delta area an estuary not unlike the Sacramento and San Joaquin Delta in California, where you know it, it, it's just massive, massive thousands and thousands of acres of like this this braided river channel and a lot, lot of biodiversity there. And um, big eco region, they, they have a huge kind of a world eco region. There's not a lot of fishing understanding going there, it's kind of an overlooked, undeveloped area. And I, so you know, I've been doing some research. I got to go next time I'm over there, I'm gonna go spend some time. Uh, exploring that and I'm learning you know I've connected with some some Ukrainian fly fishing people some really cool good fly fishing people while I've been over there um, and they travel to fish mainly but there's an interest in Ukraine they could, they could have some good fishing there they just they don't have regulations there's no limits there's no seasons you know they're still kind of stuck in the last century and everybody you know you see you see northern pike on the street you know like over there wherever you have like subway entrances or bus station stops or whatever there there'll be a bunch of old ladies you know selling garlic and parsley and whatever you know whatever they have but a lot of times you'll see northern pike and uh they're not very big ones but they love eating northern pike over there so when they catch northern pike they don't go back so they don't really have sport fisheries yet but there is an interest especially in the youth kids want to see more and more of that um, that's a challenge over there, but I, you know, as far as my future, I don't know what's going to happen. I take it a year at a time. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know what's going to happen this season, guys. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, you know, right now I'm, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. That's what I look forward to. Yeah. I, I will say the challenge of, uh, getting a sport fishery going over there is finding out a way to get a goddamn towie to the Ukraine. <laughs> I have thought about that, you know, like I think the next time that I go over to Europe, I'm not going to fly over to Europe. I am going to take a boat. You can uh, take the towie. <laughs> you never, yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Uh, Todd Gregory would love that if I made a transatlantic voyage in a tow. Wow, that'd be good. He'd sell the hell out of that thing. Oh, shit, yeah, he would. <laughs> Video the whole thing. <laughs> It'd be 80, Video it all. 84 days long. <laughs> So, hey, Brad, I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, the evolution of your flies, because yeah. right now, if anyone were to call in or ask, what what fly would you start musky fishing with? I would say this one right here, the Optic Minnow, tied by Brad Bowen. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And now oh, you're, yeah. you're going in some, some crazy-ass, goofy directions with no hooks on flies. And I, I, I just want to hear your whole scheme and what goes on in the musky mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's true. Yeah. So, all right. I still have the old classics. You know, I'm still still playing acoustic music and tying on hooks. But, like, I, I electrified my thing. You know, I'm, I got amplifiers and all kinds of good shit now. So, like... Just like rock and roll, you know, it started out in the Delta Blues, and then, you know, once they got electric music going. So, yeah, I'm tying on primarily on shanks now. I'm creating my own shank. <clears throat> I got a wire bender. I'm, you know, using my old my background as a gear angler. <clears throat> yeah, and, and I, I made lures. I made lures. I used to make, you know, inline spinners and, and you know, safety pit spin, pin spinner baits and different types of, you know, jig and spinner combos when i was a kid i was really into that crafts and all that stuff i sort of came back into that realm you know i see fusion happening fusion from we'll talk more about that i'm not going to get too off the track but fusing the idea of conventional tackle and flies you know blurring the lines between that stuff but um you know everybody was always like oh why don't you tie on tubes you know you, tube flies offer some some advantages but they don't really swim the right way you know they're really meant to be swung on a tight line um and, you know, to get that glide and that hang and that side to side, you still had to kind of be attached to it, something, you know, a shank. So the shank became the thing. And I, through through guiding and through, you know, the, the, the rigors of like putting people into, you know, I told you that I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a pipe hitting assassin when I'm a guide. I'm always looking for the edge, every little edge, every little fraction of a, you know, whatever I can, whatever I can make better, I'm going to figure out how to make it better every year. And the shank technology started like, okay, I remember, you know, first started doing it. Well, you know, lures have a split ring and the hook is split, split ring down a lure and the, 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 the bare hook rides free, right? And it gives you an option of choosing your hook. And there's a lot of really good hooks that work better than a fly hook to hook fit and keep fish, all right? So that, that, that optic minnow is on a big old, what you know, that's a spinnerbait hook or something. There's a big gap on it. A 6 odd A-Rex. Six odd A-Rex, you know, and that it keels nice. And, you know, we've kind of learned how to do that and it works, it, it works, but you know, you get a big six odd fly like that in a fish that isn't optimally hooked, which happens a lot of times here, they got the advantage and they can leverage that thing out and they end up getting up. Well, you know, you put that fly on a shank and you split ring a free floating hook off the back of that. And they nip that thing and they, you know, they're on when they, they can't shake it off anymore. So I've, I've, you know, I've, you know, 25, 30% more hookup potential, which is hugely significant. It isn't just a few percentage point. I mean, it, these, these things, once they're hooked, they stay hooked, you know, makes the, makes a lighter fly, a more durable fly. The flies track better. You know, the hook doesn't become an Achilles heel. You break the hook or the hook, something happens with the hook. The fly isn't ruined. There's a lot of, a uh, lot of advantages. And then also along with that, I've, become more of a devotee of the using a brush you know in my bucktail work i've become really proficient at making brushes and designing my flies now to be tied with brushes i still reverse tie stuff absolutely and i still have the you know same mantra the hair feather flash keep things fairly minimal and i'm tying lighter more durable uh better balanced you know just all the way around i call it a better mousetrap just an absolute better mousetrap. And I still love the hook flies. I still, you know, 
I still tie hang time. I still tie Buford and river pig and all the, you know, all the ones on a hook and we use those, but more and more and more, I'm going into the, the shank technology with the brushes. I, I see that as, you know, absolute. And, and I'm merging that. I'm making castable lures now. I have a lot of interest from clients and, and people that, that, you know, maybe don't want to fly fish. And these flies are able, we can adapt those very readily, okay, by waiting the shank or waiting in front of the, up in the leader zone, you know, pegging a, some kind of a weight worm style and with lighter tackle big stuff i mean like bulldog size like you look at these pounder bulldogs the big giant stuff you know 20 inch pattern well you know what we can shake it up tie on coils and create a very castable bulldog style you know lure the fish is better than a big plastic thing and you can fish it on less you know very significantly lighter tackle and more joy I'm just all about more joy. Let's just figure that out. Like, let's have some fun. I mean, I, I don't meet anybody that throws those bulldogs. that looks like they're having fun. No, absolutely not. They get the fucking pistol grip, uh, jigging rods for them bulldogs, man. It, oh, Christ. Doesn't look Gym fun. Gym membership, steroids, you know, I mean, what, what is that? What's a course of steroids, Ron? <laughs> you know? Too much. You, you know, you got to juice the fish, boy. That's like, you know, you start seeing guys and they're like Jose Canseco twitching. You're like, oh, you're throwing bulldogs, aren't you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, that's good so hey brad have you uh have you started or found a way to tie this river pigs tied by tolls hartman have you found a way to tie a river pig and shank it up and not tie it on a hook oh yeah absolutely yep that in in that so there's a river pig with like the you know the dumbbell weighted eyes and then i got this thing called the swim jimmy which is kind of those aluminum CIs. Swim Jimmy started out back when Clear Cure Goo, they had a set of eyes that was really wicked when CCG was still around. But uh, I always liked that bent, that, you know, that jig style hook, okay? Dan Blanton really, I mean, I'm going to give a shout out to Dan Blanton and his uh, striper stuff out on the West Coast, you know, the the Whistler and the Solmar, you know, Danny Dan Blanton's a good friend of mine. He's a wonderful wonderful predator angler and a lot of his you know his patterns played a big deal in kind of that bottom bouncing stuff in the, in the river pig and all that and it's a wonderful hook in that you know the hookup rate on, on that that style is really great but uh yeah to shank it up you know so we bent we have a shank that we bend up there and you can put some some eyes in place you know so the answer is yes and it is a great deal and it uh it fishes wonderfully. It's our heavy cover pattern, you know, and it fishes greater, a lot of timber, a lot of weed stuff, it, uh, or rock piles, and very, there's nothing snag proof, but it's very snag resistant, and it's still, and, it, and it, again, it hooks up for a creek. So with something like that, that's meant to ride lower in the water column, will you turn the hook upside down, like a, like a steelhead fisherman would? Um, well, it's interesting because what happens is one of the great things. Okay, so those things ride, and the, the it rides upside down. Like it doesn't, you know, the the way that that bend, that that forty five or thirty degree bend or whatever, sixty degree bend hook. Some sometimes it's ninety degree bend hook, but the eye of the hook rides down, and, and the fly tends to kind of ride, you know, okay. with its ass up. Doesn't really run horizontally. It can run a little horizontally, but the first thing to come into contact is 
the, the, the anchor point, you know, the, the nose of the hook. And, that, and when the, the, the hook is way back, okay, like it would be off of a shank on a split ring, it, it, it's back there and you have the bucktail and the fly body and that tends to, you know, so you're going to come in contact with a rock or a, a, a stick or a log or whatever. You're going to be able to hop that whole pattern over it without getting, you know, the hook involved which is really key, you know, and it's, you know, I'm sitting here trying to describe it. It'd be very nice to be able to illustrate it or to show you what it looks like, but it gives you the opportunity to really fish finesse around a lot of heavy crap. And, you know, I, I, I tend to, we tend to do that a lot. You know, we focus on a lot of log jams and wood piles and things like that. And, and being able to swim your fly through that uh, without having to always worry about getting hung up and having to go in there and, either break off or go in there and pull the spot. But again, those are the little tiny advantages that I'm always looking for. And that's why I continue to tinker around and look for solutions. So, Hey Brad, we got four minutes left in our time frame. Is there anything that we haven't hit on that you want to hit on in these, these final few fleeting minutes that we have? Yeah. Suck less. Like let's, everybody just collectively, <laughs> let's just embrace it. Just suck less. All right. Fuck you know, yeah, man. Whatever. That's <laughs> all that sticker, really Mark, right? Look at that sticker. Brad. That's a great sticker, man. Yeah. So <laughs> right. If I was gonna run for president, which there's no way I could ever do, I have way too many like skeletons, which is great. But <laughs> maybe it doesn't matter anymore. But yeah. So bowling for president, I run on the campaign. It's called it would be called Suck Less. You know, oh fellow Americans. I'm just gonna sit here and dress you from the, uh, you know, summer White House. They had a summer White House in Wisconsin one time, yeah, like uh, Calvin Coolidge, I think it was, or one of those guys up in the Brule. So yeah, it'd be great. I'd come out here and we, I'd be addressing people, you know, with a plaid shirt on. I'd just say, right, we're gonna ask you all to suck less this summer. Just suck a little less. Everybody, like, let's just let's think about 10% less. Not asking you to go 50%. That, you know, we're gonna save that for real distressful times. But yeah. So I, I, you know, I'm kidding a little bit, but if everybody can just suck a little less, that I think that would be a good way to, you know, to. Uh, and hey, man, check it out, Summer Haze. We didn't talk about that. I not one bit. I was yeah. And we did that Summer Haze. Go check out Summer Haze. RT's new film. I think it's his best work, and he spreads the love around. If you're into that warm water predator stuff, it's a good way to melt your brain for a couple hours uh, when you need to look. It's better than the Tiger King. Now, speaking <laughs> of the, speaking of the Tiger King, Brad. If you do run for president, I want to be your uh, campaign manager. Deal. We can right? do it. Oh, my God. Hey. Yeah, hey. That, that's some funny stuff. Well, I'm going to have to come on the show, obviously, again, before three years is up. Obviously, and you have to come on really soon. Like, once we get out of this whole weird time and having a time frame. It, it well, really... when you get desperate. When you get desperate, you know where to find me. I'm not going anywhere. The, the time frame really puts a damper on our, our style. Speaking of Tiger King, did you uh, did you see the fly posted yesterday? The the fire Tiger King, yeah, with, with yeah. the blonde head. That's awesome, right? <laughs> Outside the hey. box, it, it'll probably never catch a fish, but it it'll drink some Mountain Dew. Freaking, uh, oh man, Joe Exotic. <laughs> Joe Exotic. Oh, God, don't talk about it. God, Jay's holding out. He's the only one that hasn't watched it. No, I I can't (laughs) stoop to the white trash level of that. I just I haven't done it yet. My wife's like, we're gonna watch them now. I can't watch it. And it's a it's a train wreck. You cannot look away. Like you just go. You just go. This isn't gonna go. This is going. (laughs) I mean, 
it's just one big shit show after another. You can't. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, like just crackheads raising tigers. <laughs> hey, their drug of choice was meth, not crack. <laughs> oh, much better, much better. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, hard drugs kind of like. Yeah, they meth and tiger and big cats. I mean, just everything can go wrong. Goes hand in hand, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like well, tuna fish. I got big cat stories, but that's for another show. Uh, I'm gonna leave you guys with that. I got some big cat stories I can give you, but uh, yeah, we. I got all kinds of stories. You got you got bear, you know lions, tigers, and bears. I can tell you all about them. <laughs> hey, uh, like I said, the minute this quarantine's over and we can all get back in the studio together, you're gonna be our first person we call. So we can, Amen. So we Amen. can do this proper. Hey, uh, sh- throw me throw me a plug real quick. Where can everyone find you? MuskyCountryOutfitters.com. Brad Bowen, uh, Bucktail Brad Bowen, Musky Brad Bowen. It's been really a pleasure to be back with you guys. I'm up in northern Wisconsin. Um, go on the Facebook, find the Musky Fly Fishing Group. It's a wonderful other place to go. Uh, enjoy uh, your corn. Enjoy your quarantine and check out Brad Bowen at the Musky uh was the Musky on the Fly or Musky Fly Fishing group on Facebook. So uh hey guys, Brad was fucking great. I cannot wait till this quarantine's over so we don't have to do the stupid fucking Zoom. Uh I'm gonna get the guys back on the line and uh we're gonna finish the show out in style. So uh hey, thanks a lot guys for listening and thank you, Brad Bowen. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Dude, you didn't ask Brad his name. I didn't ask Brad his name because I've said it 50 times this week. I said, Brad Bowen, Brad Bowen, no, Brad Bowen. No, no, it's <laughs> not the fucking name. Over. You were supposed to ask him his fucking name. God damn it, Brad. Even though I've said your name 600 fucking times this week, what's your name? Red boat, <laughs> boat blue boat, purple boat, saddle. And I have, fuck, I see all kinds of boats right now. I'm all fucked up. <laughs> Jesus Christ, James. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm at the fucking table with you two. I'm going to yell at you right at your faces as loud as I fucking can. What? That's perfect. Awesome. Yes, that was a good time. No, that's perfect. You can yell as loud as you can. I can monitor you guys a lot better now. You're not blowing out the, the sound system. <laughs> oh, someone just got a text message. <laughs> uh, so how'd you guys like when I did a strip show for Brad? Jay's frozen. We broke Jay again. And he froze up. So, um, so Mark, you went musky fishing. Jay, you did a little something today and yesterday. We already talked about the musky fishing. Yeah, I said you did some musky fishing. We talked about that. We haven't talked about what Jay did. Yeah, right. You there, Jay? Oh, Jay, you're, you're, you're muted, buddy. We're better than this. <laughs> nope, you're, you're still muted, bud. I see your lips moving, but nothing's coming out. How about now? You got us? Oh, we broke Jason. For real. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> so, Jay did a little bit of brook trout fishing. I'm sure he's going to come back to the meeting. Uh, and... It seemed like a grand old time. I can't wait to hear him tell the story again. <laughs> he had a couple again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did that work? Is that right now? Am I back? 
<laughs> yep, you're back, man. I got you. <laughs> I am back. All right, I'm back. Sorry, I did not. I got a few fucking text messages off the rails, and there we went. <laughs> and you froze up the whole system. It, it yeah, it screwed everything. So you uh, you did a little bit of brook trout fishing this week, Jay. Uh, can you can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, I won a few days or a couple days. A uh, couple days since we've last talked. I think the last time we talked a little bit about it on the last podcast is Jace was talking over top of me to his children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that yeah, that day went that day went well or decent. It, it did. There was a lot of small fish and and a lot of fish in general. And uh, today, or the other day, I had my wife uh, drop me off on the side of the highway somewhere out in the middle of nowhere uh, on a blue line. I found on maps. That's too specific. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just drove somewhere east of here, you know, and was kind of just dropped off. And like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to see if this is going to work. And so she dropped me off. And, you know, to just I don't fish by myself up a ton you know i i got enough buddies in the raft usually i'm out on only usually have two days to fish i used to you know i don't have tuesday monday thursday whenever the hell i want to fish usually you know this has provided me with the days i want to fucking fish i go and it's been kind of nice and but uh so she just drops me off i'm like hey you gotta drop me off babe i gotta find some shit out and you know i walk up and I walk actually down through a spot. I wasn't sure if I could get through or not. But we talked about, I got through there all beautiful and look great. No fish, no fish, no fish. Uh, I was telling you, I turned over another rock even this weekend, dude, huge, huge stoneflies and, uh, uh, one of the, another one of those, uh, dragonfly larvae. You know, so I'm like, oh, you know, come on, this thing's teeming with life right here. We got, there's got to be fish. So I walk back up, and I scare, I scare something off. Then I see it swim down through the current, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. It starts giving me a little more confidence, you know. So now I'm fishing every hole with a little more confidence. This is every little, you know, if anybody ever brook trout fishes, every little spot you can't see the bottom, there could be one of them. So you have to approach everything like there's a fish there and as i'm going up i i honestly i fish a few or the first fish i caught was in a weird spot it was two rocks two giant rocks uh we'll, um, we'll say giant uh four by two four by four rocks kind of pinned together next to each other and the currents going around both of them swirling back into them and i throw right into the middle of those rocks and was just letting my like my indicator, which is uh, just a foam, you know, a foam fly, basically. And uh, just letting it sit there, sit there, sit there. And all of a sudden, boom, the thing goes down. Pow. There was, and then that was the first one I caught. A real dark, dark color, nice, nice purple or yellow spots to it. Real nice fish. I was like, okay, okay, now I have some confidence. And I start walking a little further. Uh, and, and find another nice, or actually I seen a four wheeler. Uh, I'm not on private property or anything at this time, as I know. So yeah. I, you know, just kind of, I, I kind of duck my head and, you know, start tippy towing, you know, cause I don't want to see anybody. I don't want anybody to see me personally, just cause it's the kind of person I am. 
and I'm quiet. <clears throat> if I'm not with all you guys and, and 65 beers in. I'm sure they smelled you. They may have from the night before. But, you know, so I, I walk right and right up from there. I, I got I got a real nice fish that I, I and it, I was like, oh, OK. So now I got, you know, that fish was probably eight inches, you know, and for brook trout, that's good size for the small streams of fishing. <clears throat> and I'm like, OK, now now I'm really feeling good. And then I, I walk a little further and then I hit a bunch of posted signs. So this is probably like two hours into walking and I call my wife and I'm like, Hey, I just hit a bunch of posts. I, I beelined right up the hill, right toward the, the highway again and call her. I'm like, Hey, <clears throat> come pick me up, you know, blah, blah, blah. So she comes, picks me up and I, I check another access point uh, to this Creek and I, I check another access point and it looked great. So keeping on with the story today i i was like oh i'll go check the top end of this creek and see what it looks like and i was telling you when i got up there i got a couple bites and some i mean some beautiful water couldn't have been a nicer walk in the woods i haven't sent you the pictures yet but i uh, took some pictures of uh of some tracks of some wild animals uh, i was following a coyote for a while today nice yeah yeah you could see the back claw like and i and i and i actually looked at it and then i looked at the uh the picture that you sent me of all the animals you know mm -hmm. uh the with prints. all the top prints and i identified it my wife and i were both like oh yeah definitely a coyote he hit dude his front paw was huge like he was a real deal big big boy coyote like he he looked like a damn dog apparently but that was cool we got to see that and no fish though and so I, you know, I wanted to check just it might be the water level or something else. So I go, I went to a place where Chad and I frequent after I'd walked probably for two and a half, three hours there. You know, I had about an hour and a half left to when my wife and my daughter were going to come up. We were going to take a nice walk. I'll talk about for a second and have some lunch and whatever. Take dog for a walk. I'm like, man, I guess I got about an hour and a half to burn. I'm like, man, I should go to a place where I know they are and. Chad and I go, you know, we had gone through the winter time and to kill time. And I wanted to check just because I wanted to see if it was the creek or if it was the levels or if it was, what was that? Or if it was you. Yeah. Or if it was me. And I'm like, man, there's no, there's no way I, I fished all those holes totally wrong or wasn't doing something right. Or there's no way, you know, and I'd seen so much the mind drainage. We, uh, we talked about I could I sent some pictures of that too that are pretty cool and I was like you know so I went there and man no little fish today dude only ones that wanted to play were just big <laughs> or, or big per se you know relatively it was, big it was surprising what's that relatively big yeah relatively like like Gunnar Brammer big <laughs> you know relative big relative to the size of bait or and or fish in that area you know and yeah. so decent fish I, I walked up through i messed up couple i watched one come up smash something on top cast it right to it it came up crushed my fly you forgot to set i don't know <laughs> i don't know nothing happened 
I'm an idiot. <laughs> something, some mighty Anderthal ass did something stupidly wrong. But <laughs> I, I walked up through. And most, it was funny because uh, it was they were all pulled up, and you could tell when big do- when every other fish can't go in its own place to eat because it's a little you know it's a little clearer that when they're holed up, big dog eats first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and. A few other places, like I ended up catching a few fish, probably caught five, but all of them being right around, I'd probably say seven inches. You know, I took send you a couple pictures. They're decent-sized fish. They weren't little puners uh, for for per se. They weren't, you know, they're not. They're it's still musky bait, but. Uh, <clears throat> but where they came from, they were Sorry. definitely a quality fish. Oh yeah, yeah, real nice. The last one I caught, I could actually, I it was fun. I I, I watched everything happen. I cast it to him, watched him swipe at my not my top, not my top fly, my uh, my dropper, which is I want to talk about right after this. And I'm like, I missed, and I heard he missed, I missed, whatever. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, ah, okay. Hopefully he didn't like spook him or anything. It's cast back out there, and I'm watching this time. I could see where he went back to. I could, I laid it right in front of him, and I watched him come out, just smack the thing. And this is right, right below where that's posted at. Have you been up that high? No, I haven't been that high. Yeah, it, it's posted so far up too. So I walked right below the hole, right below where it's posted, has a giant in it. <laughs> per se, you know, a for sore, size that is a sore lip giant. Yeah, he's pissed. He was not happy. So I had a good time. I get to spend some. I, you know, I don't know if it's like not the fish as much as it is like I like where it's at. You know, I like not. I like being. I like walking through the woods. I like taking a good walk through the woods. Mm-hmm. Like. If there would have been a million fish in the first place I went, the scenery's a second to none. It's it's just beauty beyond itself, you know what I mean? And we're lucky enough to be, you know, not too too far away from it. And and this time it's been really refreshing to me to get out, to be able to take a walk, to be able to sit down wherever the hell I want and just chill out and not have anybody around and not think about anything but what I'm going to do in the next hole and to, you know, to just wrap my mind around the fishing and wrap my mind around being outside. And I love it. Just your task at hand. Yeah. You know, yep, exactly. And it's, it's, it's been a real, real uh, go-to for me lately, if not tying or something else, but you know, I love it. It's, it's been fun. I, I need to get in some musky fishing though. I need to see a bigger fish too. I, yeah, I like all of it. You know, I really want to, I really want to get into the trout, the bigger trout fishing here soon. Uh, the floats are going to start happening again on the trout stream. And it's that time of year to catch a 20, 20 plus inch fish. Uh, usually uh, April, May is a go-to time around here. If you're going to go out and catch some high water, muddy eating big, big brown trout, it's about the time of year. If you're, and if not, I'll be out musky fishing with you too. So, and you, but you, past the time, it's fun. You had mentioned walking in the woods is why you like to do it. That's why I've gotten into mushroom hunting, man. And I get to come home with something to, to snack on as well. 
Get yeah, the... I can't snack on the brookies. I think that would be very frowned upon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Is it illegal or you're not allowed to keep them, right? I think you are. I mean, just as long I, as it's within... Uh, nobody. If you do, I mean, Jesus. I, I actually... I've, I went to all barbless now. Uh, I think... I, I honestly think you have a better hook rate with a barbless hook because you don't have to push the barb through. You can set it a little lighter. You don't have to be so abrupt with your hook set. You, you, as long as you keep tension, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so that's I, – I went all barbless now on the smaller stuff. Yeah. I mean, I won't ever on like – not on a not on a trout fly or, you know, or, or streamer or, or such a – like or a bigger trout. But for something like that, I – you know, small place, same fish. I, I'm not totally opposed to going barbless, buddy. Uh, when our kids start going on floats with us, that's when all my barbs get pinched. You know what I mean? Oh, the hell with that. We'll push that shit through. I, I was just saying for the oh. fish's faces. Oh, my God. For the long term. No, Jay. I, I pulled a tooth out of my son today. He is such a fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. It pulled. It. Have you got a chance to do that yet, Jay? I know, Mark, you probably have, right? Yeah. 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 Pulling teeth out no, yet. for the first time, it's a, a traumatic experience for the kids. We uh we tied dental floss around his tooth and then we put it into a uh a blowgun dart. And I tried blowing <laughs> it freaking shot out, but it pulled right off the top of his tooth. <laughs> it looked like it got it twice, man. But then uh and then I, I tied an overhand knot over it, and I just tried... Did you try the Bam Margera tied to a Lamborghini? No. Uh, I, no. I I tied an overhand knot on it, and I tried pulling it out like kind of slow. And he started wailing and crying. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Dad fucked this up. <laughs> but uh, leave it to my wife. She tied the knot in it, and then just went, boop, and popped it right out. So... That's our uh, had enough time getting loosened up there for a bit. Oh my god, it was shaky McGee. It was like Michael J. Fox in his mouth. Oh, I want to talk about that fly for one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for, go back to it. Oh, uh, it was a fly that had um, Stephen Weister. He went on brook trial fishing the other day. Okay. He said he caught like fifty of them on a post. Did you see that? I did. And it was on like I think it's called a pink lady or a pink something. A pink I squirrel. can't think. Pink squirrel. Yep. That's what every fish was caught on in the last, uh, all of them in the last few days. That fly is right on, man. And I had a couple in there and I, and I actually tied something very similar to it, like not even seeing that post. And I wasn't sure if I was going to use that. I probably wasn't, but something to tie and, and boredom. And I saw that. I was like, Oh yeah, I've tied a couple more of those. And I lost a couple. But yeah, very very productive fly. Oh, awesome, what, thank you, Weissner. What's he know? Ah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, speaking of guides that know a little bit, I'm going out with a uh, Scott Grassy tomorrow. We're gonna do a little bit of steelhead fishing. What? Yeah, brother, going throw streamers for steelheads. Tell you there what, you the know. smallies are pushing up too. Yeah, I, I can't wait. We <laughs> <clears throat> run into both. So You're going uh. Are you staying in our state or are you going out elsewhere? We're going elsewhere. Uh, we're going to 
where you and you and me normally go. Uh, okay. Yeah, but up up from there. Dude, Nymphen are throwing streamers. Yeah. He told me to. My dad and I talked about that too. He told me tie on a white streamer and he would have a nymph rod. I said, "Deal, man. We can handle that." So. There you go. It'll be cool. It'll be Just the, don't go too close to him because you know he could have Mark's hiv. I know. Yeah, for sure. Stay, stay at least six feet apart. Yeah, because your hiv's the worst hiv. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want it. No worse than mine. I was wearing a, a tampon on my face today. <laughs> that wasn't Man, a that tampon. Was that was a maxi pad. <laughs> maxi pad. That'll be the next one posted on Facebook or on Instagram. The maxi pad over Jason's face. Can we post that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, sure. Whatever you want. I, uh, I posted you, a you can tell I'm not going to be having much fun for the week. So, you know, <laughs> we'll, be, uh, we'll be hanging here hard down in the fucking Jason, uh, the, the pine cave. Hey, our, our wives have definitely been together long enough, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet they have. That's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. It all makes sense. I'm just saying. They all miss each other immensely. My my wife was uh, totally uh, happy to go see Mark's wife for a little bit, and they had a they had they stayed in their own cars, and they had Dairy Queen, and my wife came back just totally uh, happy to no end. So yeah, I got a hamburger out of that. Oh, you son of a bitch! I didn't get shit. Yeah, bacon cheeseburger actually. Oh man, I'm not gonna bitch my wife out. See, we can't do that. We we were outside uh, cutting trees today, and my son was yelling at the neighbor boy, "Jacob, come over and play! Come over and play!" We can't, buddy. You know, it it still hasn't sunk into him that we can't just because we see people, we we still can't go and be with the people. It still hasn't sunk in with me yet either, but it's it's hard. <laughs> I, I My see, daughter yells, Zipakaya! Zipakaya, come play! <laughs> I see you guys on the phone. I want to hug you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. No, we told her. Yeah, we don't know. She, she's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, a, that's a weird, uh, yeah. With, when, with kids are eight, like, you know, your, your daughter could probably comprehend it a little and wrap it around her head a little better. Maybe yeah. what's actually going on, Mark. Because uh, your child's a little older for a six-year-old, man. Uh, they get it and everything, but it's still... They just now went to kindergarten. They just now got their friends, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 uh, she's having... Riley's having a rough time with it here and there, you know, a little bit. Just to, the concept of everything. And yeah, it's been, you know... I should have had two kids. Quarantine makes me think I should go play with your brother or sister. (laughs) (laughs) But but you're locked off now, brother. Yeah, you know, we're we're, we're, we're throwing blanks here in this household. Son of a bitch. Oh, those ghost loads are the best, though. Yes, hey, at least we won't be having kids six months like or nine months from now like everybody else will. The the minor baby boom. <laughs> Jesus, that's for sure. Moving forward, then we got what Easter where we're off. We're probably gonna have to do this again one more time, then, huh? At least, yeah, probably. I'm, I'm not scheduling any more guests, guys, until 
till we just just kind of wait till we get back to normal, or maybe just all of us get together and chat. Yeah, we. Or I was thinking. uh, I mean, we can get together and do a normal one with just us. Yeah, we can do this. We can talk bullshit, cut the, you know, cut up a little bit. But uh, I'm not. I don't think we should. It really restricts the guests. You know, it's not fair to them. Yeah. To give them two thirty-minute segments. You know, I agree, hundred percent. And the bad part is, is go figure. This is the time when we're finally getting like the most content too. We're all getting to fish. I know. So, uh, yeah, but we can we can definitely. I thought about Chad calling each of us even for the next couple of weeks and doing like just us one on one with Chad, like a one on one interview. I know it sucks. You know, you can just because then the phone call is a little better. You know, what I mean, you can actually call us. And maybe catch on what the fishing was for the week. And I mean, unless unless you guys are opposed to maybe do one thirty minute segment like this or something, I don't know. I I like this because because the show's so much more than just the fishing. You know, it it is us busting balls, and it it's easier to do when oh, when there's a a group of us. You know what I mean? But uh, you do look like those, the, those jokes are harder over the phone. Uh, I gotta like, I gotta like screenshot it because you do. You look like Ernest scared stupid. <laughs> I was just patting my belly into the microphone for anyone that can't see that. <laughs> Hopefully, no one was quick enough on the screenshot. <laughs> so, but uh, we can we can talk about this off air, guys. Uh, do we want to? Do we have anything else we want to hit on tonight? I think we about covered everything. I think we have as well. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Jay. <laughs> All right. Hey, tonight's show brought to us by... So much more fucked up when you can see people like... Because I can like... You know, you can't laugh at like something Brad said or anything else. And like Brad's like looking the fuck right at you. Or like you can't like... You're like... I know. I'm going to try to just play it cool, man. Like, you know, I like... It, they see every mannerism that's and I'm and I'm an animated kind of fucking guy, you know. My face that shows all everything. I'm I'm the baddest poker player ever. And that means that means worst, not like baddest as in goodest. Like that means the worstest. Like I show everything. This is terrible. I can't have this. I know. When I tell Chad to start fucking rolling. I mean it. Chop chop. I don't have to show it to everybody. <laughs> so hey, tonight's show brought to us by. Musky Country Outfitters. Go check out Brad Bowen at muskycountryoutfitters.com. Predator Fly Gear. Check them out, predatorflygear.com. Sims Fishing. Get all their uh, summer gear. All your uh, hoodies, SBF, everything you need. Simsfishing.com. Tonight, we have been recording at the Urban Fly Company Studios. Check out Urban Fly Company at urbanflycompany.com. That's the cleanest you've ever got through that one. Goddamn right it is. They're all tied on A-Rex hooks. From muskie to trout, saltwater, you name it. A-Rexhooks.com. Why not fishing? And the app, the dock. You can find whynotfishing.com. Check out Yeti. Built for the wild. And check Peace. out check out Queen City Guiding. Uh, you can check out... Or, uh, Ryan Evans carries all the hooks and fly time material you need and he also guides so uh hey guys we will catch you next week
you've got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away All those nights when you've got no light The check is in the mail And your little angel hung the cat up by its tail And your third fiancé didn't show Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name And they're always glad you came You want to be where you can see The troubles are all the same You want to be where everybody knows your name Roll out of bed, Mr. Coffee's dead The morning's looking bright shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write and your husband wants to be a girl be glad there's one place in the world where 